Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already April 28th. We've got just a couple days left. We're walking into May. There's a lot of talk about May and when they're going to end this. And and I I keep thinking, you know, the virus is kind of telling us what to do, but we're getting antsy, but we're also learning how to protect ourselves better. So there's a lot of good going on, but we're waiting to do it right. Hopefully we are. I mean, some states it's kind of a sliding scale of who's doing what, but for the most part, everyone's reacting to their own issues when it comes to the virus, and we will see a lot of experiments out there, and we'll figure out what works and what doesn't, but for the most part, we are being very kind to each other, and I thought, isn't that great? We talk about each other, we think of each other, we talk about who we miss. We're starting to say things like, I can't wait to see so-and-so, and it's not just people that we normally see, because now enough time has gone by that even the people we see from here to there, we're not seeing. So it's it's been really interesting, the value of our relationships has gone up so so much. And yesterday, I thought, you know, there's us too, like me to me and you to you. Like, what are you doing? What's going on for you right now? And that's a big one because what we do in our heads is what we talk about. It's what we react to. It's how we react to our lives. And I saw on... um the page on my Facebook page, I wrote about, obviously, the show. And then Christopher Sedre says, well, why do we want to be kind? I don't know. Why do you think we should be kind? Um, How can a child who has only known kindness be persuaded to believe that we are unkind by nature? I'm not talking about children, actually. I'm talking about adults, us, because children are just who they are. And sometimes, you know, they're just they're just out playing. They they don't think about kind or unkind. They run into situations that shape that behavior as they get older. Now we are older, and so I get that. I get what you're saying, but this is talking about today. We are in quarantine and we have this time to take care of ourselves in a way we never have before. Because he goes on to say ill will is the will of the meek. The meek learn of themselves at home and cannot conceive of the meekness that ensues their own souls on earth, for that is the growth or origins of truth. Please do ask yourself these questions. But I'm not talking about us doing ill will. I get the quote, and it's a great quote from the book, so thank you for that. Um, But I'm not talking about us doing ill will to ourselves. Because this, is, this time has taught us something valuable. And that is really not just that, okay, we finally have time. But I realized yesterday that until yesterday, even this morning, it's like this new idea. 
that I'm really caught up. Like I'm really caught up. All the little things I said I was going to do, I did. All the stuff I wanted to do, not just had to do, but wanted to do, I have done. And I can't remember another time in my lifetime as an adult, I had the time to say, oh, wow, what am I going to do with today? Just like, what am I going to do? What do I want to do? And then when I do do something, I know I hate every time I go and I do do, like do do, um, I know it sounds so stupid, but I'm like, I could just take my time. And that realization is still brand new throughout this whole quarantine time. It is still brand new. So I thought of the kindness. Like, well, you know, what does it mean to be kind to ourselves? And there was a novelist named Henry James. And he said, what it really means to be kind to yourself. Kindness is one of life's most valuable components. Henry James said, three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. So I wanted to go back to Christopher's statement for a second because he said children only know how to be kind. They do. But there's still those things where they may not be nice to each other at school or with their brothers and sisters. But we teach them that, hey, you know what, that's not okay or this is okay. And we make an effort because they don't just think it and then do it. They actually do it and then think it, right? We, as we get older, we think it and then we do it. So there's an opposite thinking pattern that happens. You know, a child will pass through a puddle of water. Tony Robbins always starts his thing with this. I don't know if he still does till this day, but... I saw him when he first started out, and he said, you know, when there's a puddle of water, a kid thinks to jump in it and see how far the water splashes. But an adult will walk around it because we can foresee that we're going to get our shoes wet and we don't want to walk around with wet toes, and, you know, we go into this whole thing. But being kind is a mindset It's like a template because when people end up at my door, for the most part, as we start to dig a little bit and we pull out the little shovel and we start taking out one pile at a time, getting to the kindness of ourselves. It's getting to how it feels to be kind and to accept it. Because one thing I found is that when somebody is finally kind to themselves, they feel like they're, um, I don't even know how to say what what happens to them. It's, It's like they're like, well, I'm not used to being like this. I'm not comfortable being okay. And I thought, wow, well, that's going to be a new normal. We have to pay attention to being comfortable and being okay with being comfortable with yourself. 
So when you're sitting there or walking or driving or whatever it is you're doing and you have an idea to do something, I don't care what else decides to come in and poke holes in what you want to do. Just start doing it. Walk towards it. Create the beginning of it. That's why I always say, well, Christ said it, but I keep repeating it, is we have to start to start. Because just like what Chris said, you know, you don't actually have to teach a kid to be kind, but we teach them not to be unkind. But then we don't do that for ourselves, do we? We teach an adult to be kind, but in a different way, because we have to start with the adult. With a child, we have to start with them not doing things like, you know, not smacking their brother or sister or, you know, bullying a little kid on the block or whatever it is they do. We have to teach ourselves not to do that to ourselves. And I found that if we just start whatever it is we think we cannot do, the voice that is unkind to us starts to shrink. Over time, we will see it rear its ugly head because ego always comes in because that's ego's job. But we can talk back to that ego and that thought that we say, where the heck did that come from? Why did I even think that? Because people used to say, well, if I thought it, it must be true. Like, well, no, 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 don't buy that argument. If you thought it, you question why you thought it. Why can't you do that? Why don't you like this person? Why do you feel like fighting with this person? Instead of doing it and then finding out, it's a front end, like a front load mutual fund when I used to be in the stock market. We had a front load and a back load. You either pay the price at the beginning or you pay it at the end. Always suggested at the beginning. Even though some were better at the end, the person always felt better when they paid the price at the beginning because then they looked at all their gains as, okay, that's really what I gained. And then once I hit this threshold, I will start making money. And sometimes it took six months, sometimes it took a year. But if they were in it for the long haul, that was great. But think of the other scenario. You jump into an investment, you're not, you, you just walk in, you start making tons of money, tons of money, tons of money, and then at the end of it, you're paying the fees of what you made. So now you have to give them their cut, you get your cut, but you're giving them the cut over more money. Do you see the difference? It's costing you more at the back end to pay management fees. So I always told people, just pay it at the front end, swallow it. It's your lowest point of investment, and let's go on, depending on the fund and the rules of the fund. And that's also the best way to deal with ourselves. Just be kind from the beginning. But what does that look like, to be gentle with ourselves? To be gentle. Like, how can I be more gentle with myself? And the very number one thing is to consider 
mistakes, what we called mistakes, because I don't even use that word anymore, but consider the mistakes that we think we made that we keep saying, but if that just didn't happen, I would be okay today. The truth is you are okay today, and that did happen. So why are we choosing something we can't change? And why are we using that to take away from every single day we've lived after that? Why are we robbing our future because of how we're thinking? Because that thought is actually not true. It's one of the easiest, biggest tools for ego to just kind of chime in and try to tell you why your life is messed up when your life is actually not messed up. But if we believe it, we start walking around going, well, you know, I messed up in this lifetime. Got to come back, do this again. But consider the mistakes as part of your learning process. Oh, wow, I had to learn that. That taught me this. And if I didn't learn this, then I would have not done that. Think about that. I had one of those yesterday. There were people I met that I really love in my life right now. I would not have met them had I not started helping someone who was ill and meeting those people through that person's illness. I never would have met them. Had I not gotten divorced, I would have never met the person who was ill because I would have never had the time or had a place to meet that person. And then to help that person, I met a bunch of other people that are still in my life today. Was it a mistake that I got divorced? Did I think it was for a long time prior to seeing Christ? Yes. Not a mistake that I, I wanted to go back, but it really, really, really hurt. I really felt guilty for a long time that my children did not have a two-parent family. And it was really hard to do it alone. Now, I could have gone two ways with that, right? I could have said, wow, that was a big mistake, and ever since then my life has been horrible. Or I could say, wow, I made it. Holy cow, how did that happen? Well, it took a village, and there were great people who helped me. And because of that, even in that time when you would think I couldn't do anything, I saw Christ and wrote the books he said I was going to write. Look at the two different scenarios and the two different lives I could have lived when I was at that fork in the road. Because we can go back to the fork in the road at any time and repave it. And I know Christ always says you can repave it with love, but for today, we repave it with self-love because that's where love begins. And then Liam writes in the chat, if there were no mistakes, why should we be bothered with the choices we make? If every day ends as it should, where does discern, discernment and choosing wisely come in? Maybe it's a bit of a paradox, but I struggle with there are no mistakes and every day ends as it should sometimes. It's not that we just stand still and let the wind blow us anyway. 
because that's not where this is going. It's about us doing our best and then living with what comes. Because you can only do your best, even if it was a time when you didn't think about there were no mistakes. Because it's not like we say this blanket statement and then we live by it, like we stand there and we go, oh, there's no mistakes, there's no mistakes, every day ends as it should. But darn it, let's live our lives to the fullest. Let's do our best and see where we land. It's not about being scared to make choices. We always know, and I will die saying this, we always, always know what the better thing to do is out of the two. We may not like the answer, but we know. And if we try to turn the two into the ace and the ace into the two, Later on, when the consequences of our decisions show up, then we start talking about mistakes and why did that happen to me. That's where that kicks in. But the truth is, if you do your best, there are no regrets. You don't even talk about mistakes. You don't even talk about a day ending as it should, even though you may hate what happened in that day. You know why it happened. Oh, this didn't work out. Oh, that, okay, well, I can make it. I can I can try this tomorrow. And our will and our thriving start kicking in. Because if we start thinking about overthinking, let's say, about the fact that there are no mistakes and we think, but what about this and what about that and what about that and you just you're just torturing yourself. What if instead you said things like, Wow, I did my best. And this is what happened. Holy cow, I could not have foreseen that. That's why I talk about instinct over and over and over again. We all have instinct. I don't know one human being who came without it. I don't know one. And we deep inside, we know what the best decision is and what isn't. Because we are hardwired to the truth. We may not like it. Like I said, we may not like the decision that we need to make. We will be better for it. Pay at the front end if you can. The back end is going to be messy. Because once you're at the back end, you've had to go through all the ups and downs And you knew they were coming, and then it starts to upset you. Upset your trust in yourself from being able to make that happen. It's really interesting. And now Liam says, and if we choose, if we do choose what's not our best, and we know it in our instinct, is that then to say, I learned today from this mishap? Sorry to clog up the chat, but this is an interesting topic to me. No, to ask away. It's good that you ask because you want to know. If we know it's not our best solution, I'm going to give you a scenario for that because this happens to so many people. You want to buy a certain car. You know it's your best choice. You need the room. You need this. You need that. But For some reason, it might be a little bit more than another car. Let's say you need an SUV. This is me. I needed an SUV so when I go to Costco, I can fit everything in my car. 
especially when my family was bigger. But I couldn't afford one, so I had to buy a little sedan, just a tiny Honda Civic I bought at the time. And every time I go out in the car, brand new car, I appreciated it. I loved the fact that I had a car I didn't have to worry about, but I never, ever had enough room. And every time I would see the car I needed, even though I bought a car and I settled, and that was my best, I accepted it. I didn't get mad. Instead, I appreciated that I had a car and I had this and I had that. And every time I would see the other cars, the SUVs that I needed at the time, I would say, oh, one day I'm going to have that. I got to get there. Because all this stuff would be so easy to put in and take out if I did have one. Let's say I was upset at someone. And I wanted to give them a piece of my mind. And I went ahead and gave them a piece of my mind, and now we're never talking again. Or the other person is thinking, oh, holy cow, what am I dealing with? Or I could wait a few days. I could say to myself, hey, you know what? Let me give myself some space. I'm not going to think about it, but let me just see what comes up. And then as the day goes by... Because my best would be to give myself time at that point. I start to see little glimpses of how I kind of helped this along. What my part was in it. And then after a couple of days, I'm like, oh, wow, I, I actually had something to do with that. Imagine how I was just mad at them as though it didn't take two to tangle. Hmm. Something to think about. Maybe I'll approach this differently. This, And maybe now I, I'm ready to go talk to that person because I can see what I did to contribute to what ended up happening. And then if you didn't do your best and you didn't listen to your instinct and you want to say to yourself, like you just said, I learned today from this mishap, you say, why did I choose the mishap? Why did I choose? I knew this wasn't going to work. I knew the chances of this weren't going to be good, but for some reason it was important enough for me to argue with that person. Maybe I have some issues that needed to argue rather than solve, and maybe I can pay attention to that. One of the smartest men I know, smartest men I know, every time someone comes to him with an issue with him, with him, his first question is, What can I do? What did I do? And why did I do it? He just reverts it right back to him. Instead of what everybody else does, he takes a look at his contribution to whatever he did in his life. And he's lived his life that way till this day. And he's 82 years old and as sharp as a tack. And I love talking to him because he's so clear about his role in his own life, even though he's never heard that term. So when we decide not to do our best, we have to deal with what comes with that. 
but we have to take responsibility that we made the decision to not do what we knew inside was right. Because how many times, and this is such such a tell of instinct, have we gone back and said, I knew that from the beginning. I knew this was going to happen. But why didn't I listen? What in me didn't listen? That's the question. Because you are not a victim of yourself in the sense that you're walking around going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to hurt myself. Maybe your best that day was to say, I don't have the tools yet to fight for what I know is best. So I was willing to take this meandering road to get me here. But I learned this, 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 and this. That's your learning process. We can label it mistake. We can label it success. It might work out, and you might have taken that chance and and won, basically. But it's your learning process. It's you learning how to work with yourself. Being kind to ourselves is giving us the leeway, the space to learn, not to compare ourselves to others, but to learn what we value and over time to learn to become loyal to what we value. Like, hey, I can't do that because I would never cheat on my partner. Or I, if I were single, I would never cheat with another person who has a partner. If that's a flat-out rule and then you meet someone and you think, well, I used to think that, but I don't think that anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want. I don't care who I hurt because this is real. Well, if it was real, you don't need to say that. And we all know it. But when we start to rationalize, then we do it, and now it's a big mess. Who put the person in that mess other than the person? So we know what's right inside. But when we start turning and bending the truth, the truth has to surface at some point. It just has to surface. The truth will always win. Love will always win. So pay the price at the front end. You think you want to be with that person. That person's not available to be with. Tell yourself, oh, wow, it must not be Right for me if this person's not available. Maybe one day this person will be, and maybe one day it'll work out because that's the only way I could think about it. That's the only choice I actually have. If I choose any other choice, I am putting myself in harm's way. Do I want to take that chance? If the answer is yes, be prepared because you're going to have the back end to pay for it somewhere, somehow, even if the price you're paying is your own pain because that person eventually tells you, well, I can't actually leave my partner for you, but yeah, been fun. Have a good day. Stay close to your values, what you value. These are the kindest things we can do for ourselves is to look at our lives as a learning process Not to compare ourselves to others because we don't know other people's circumstances 
All we know is what they tell us and what we think. But how many times have you thought something about someone and then met them? Oh, wow, they're really nice. I didn't. I always, like, thought, oh, they were whatever. They used to use the term stuck up when I was little. I don't know if they still use that. But anybody I ever met that somebody else called that, I found to be very kind and very nice. I just didn't understand the ill will yet that somebody would actually say that and it wasn't true because they were either jealous or envious or whatever it was. I remember going back to people and saying, I know you said this about so-and-so, but hey, they're actually pretty cool. Look at your life as a learning process. Don't compare yourself to others. Pay attention to what you value and be true to that. That is the biggest gift you could ever give yourself. If you don't like screaming at people, don't scream at people. Give yourself space to think things through and come back in kind. Because that's exactly what I'm asking you to do for yourself. Give yourself space, come back in kind to yourself. What a topic. What a topic in a good time because we can actually have the time to think about it. I have... 12 seconds left. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.